heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Uh, time now to have a chat to Charlotte Littlefield, who's back in Australia. She might be a little bit groggy, a bit jet-lagged, but she's arrived back in time to see one of her most promising horses go around at Mornington today, and it's great to say good morning to Charlotte. How are you? Good morning. I'm not sure what time of the day it is or what day we are, but I do know we've got a nice horse running today. When, so. did, when did you get back into Melbourne? Um... I think it was, yeah, late Monday night. We had a bit of a delay because of the fog and the weather. Oh. Um, so it was a bit delayed, but finally got back and then straight into 30 degrees. So yesterday was quite warm and then again today, very warm. So I'm glad to be back. I do prefer the heat. How do you cope? Look, the jet lag coming back from Europe is just unbearable. Um, how, have, how have you been able to cope with it as a, a trainer who gets up at some ungodly hour? Well, it's a bit easier to get up, actually, because you're sort of <laughs> flying at about 3 o'clock in the morning. So um, this morning I woke up at 3 o'clock, and we actually started a little bit later on a Wednesday and have a bit more of a relaxing day. But um, I was in here and nice and early and getting everything done. So um, I think the staff are sort of looking at me going, is this going to continue? <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope it does. I've come back with a new lease online. Uh, how was it uh, going back home and catching up with friends and family? Yeah, it was um, it was a big trip. It was always going to be a big trip. It was, well, I was only there for nine days in total. Um, that's about all I could take off in uh, obviously a busy time at the moment for us. But um, it was good. I haven't seen some of my family for twenty years, so it's it was a big catch up with um, with lots lots of people. We went from one side of the country to the other, and um, bless him, my dad had to drive because I, I did a bit of a faux pas and forgot my license when I arrived. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, poor dad, 84-year-old dad had to drive me around in a little yellow Mercedes, which was hilarious. <laughs> well, I hope you were telling all your friends, hey, I'm a pretty big deal back in uh, Melbourne now. I'm uh, a very good trainer. I'm a media superstar as well. Oh, that's um, that's putting a bit of uh, mustard on top of it all. But, uh, look, I think those nearest and dearest to me are, are, are really proud of what we've achieved, Jules and I, over here. Obviously, we've done it off our own back. We haven't really had a lot of support throughout just... Um, and small-time owners who have come on the journey with us. And, um, you know, our breeding program's starting to to come to the fore now and we've got some nice horses coming through. And I think um, just at the, the right time now for these horses to come through and give us a bit of bit of spark back because, yeah, it was, it was a quiet couple of years there for a while and I think now we're starting to reap some rewards. So hopefully we can carry on. One of those is She's Bulletproof who goes around today and, uh, Julian, uh, your hubby, when you were away, said that Craig Williams thinks this could be almost the best we've got in the stable. Um, he's that keen on this horse. And um, she knocked into a really smart one on debut at Mooney Valley, Jambalaya. But I love the way she hit the line. Has she taken a lot of improvement out of that? Yeah, she is. She's a horse that's really um, sort of difficult to read because she's just, I mean, she's a brilliant horse. She's a really good horse to deal with. She does everything very effortlessly. She never leaves a note. Um, she's looking outstanding. She's, she's put a couple of kilos on, even though we've worked her quite hard. So she's gone and done incredibly well, this preparation, which is what you want to see in a filly. I mean, she's an imposing big stamp of a filly. So um, she certainly hasn't gone backwards, if 
anything, she's gone forwards, uh, a lot more forwards, and um, I think she's obviously a very good chance. Whether she's a dollar fifty chance, I don't know. I think that's uh, something that I certainly wouldn't dabble with. But she is a nice filly. She's certainly on the up. She'll be better next prep. Um, but if things go her way today, she should be pretty hard to beat. You put her away after today. We've made no plans. Yep. We're going to just take the run today, see how it goes. Obviously, there's not a lot about after this for her. Um, but, you know, she, she, she's continuing to race well. Then, you know, we'll, ha- we'll have a look at the options, see what there is. Um, it would be lovely to bring her back for autumn. And we're sort of running out of time now to do that. So, obviously, we're going to make some decisions once she uh, races today. I see you got a couple entered for Caulfield on Saturday. Uh, Regal Vow, who was a nice winner at Geelong, and La Derriere, who's been racing consistently. Will they both start? At this stage, yes. Both uh, probably um, likely starters on Saturday. I think both have come through. Well, I know both have come through their runs very well. Um, Regal Val, I just wanted to give her a touch longer. Um, so this, this race sort of lines up nicely from when she won very convincingly. Um, I think, yeah, this sort of leads into another nice race for her at Flemington potentially. So it's, uh, yeah, a stepping stone. But I think she's come on again. She's fitter for the run. She went in slightly underdone, probably 80% for that for that win at Geelong. So I know there's improvement to come, which is really exciting. And just a quick one on, on Modan. Nothing uh, went his way in the Sandown Guineas, obviously, with that deteriorating track. How did he come through that race? Yeah, he went to the paddock the next day, squealing, pig-rooting, having the time of his life. So it was a difficult one to assess, whether he'd come to the end of his preparation or whether it really was the heavy track. I mean, he trialled appallingly on it. Uh, Well, not appallingly. He ran second in the jump out, but he certainly didn't have that turn of foot that he's shown when he's on top of the ground. And whenever I've done all his trap work and whenever I've been on rain-affected grass, He's felt very average. So I think I mean, we, we went in saying we wouldn't run him on anything worse than a soft six, and it uh, got downgraded to a seven, I think about 25 minutes before our race. Mm. And it's really hard to not pull the pin at that particular point in time. I'm the other side of the world in a dark room trying to be quiet. <laughs> and, uh, and you've got all the owners there that are sort of persuading us to run. And then you've got other people that are saying, you, you don't know if he doesn't handle the track. You'll, you mm. won't know unless you test him. So it was one of those things that I suppose any trainer would have done. Uh, we ran him. We now know for certain he doesn't handle a wet track. But whether he was coming to the end of his prep as well, it doesn't appear so. Like The horse was full of beans the next day. He didn't leave an oat of feed. So he was up and about and really happy. So I'd suggest it was simply the deteriorating crown. Well, we look forward to seeing him back in the autumn carnival. And uh, we look forward to seeing She's Bulletproof today. Best of luck, Charlotte. Thank you. Appreciate it.